Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Protect the Shell. Man, I'm so excited that bye week is finally over. Now we can prepare for Northwestern. Man, this week, man, I have a special guest in Kingsley O'Para. Man, he was a defensive tackle for the Terps, man, back in 13 to 17. He was a standout defensive tackle. He was a guy that played all 12 games his senior year. He had a breakout season his junior year, totaling 41 tackles that year, man. He was a key player for the Terps back in 16 that year, man. In 18, he had the opportunity to sign with the Houston, Texas, man, to further his playing career. Then after that, he went on to the CFL to take his talents to Canada. And all oh, them boys can handle him up there. But I'm excited to bring him back, man, to protect the shell, man, to talk a little bit about his career, man, a little bit about the Terps now. Man, stay tuned after this intro. It was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive. And now I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fine offensive line. Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me. Kings, what's up, baby? What's up, Derwin? How you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. What's new, bro? Like, it's so much, bro. It's been a while since we caught up, man. Like, we got to yeah, catch man. up, man. It's crazy yeah, that we got to catch up but man, on this particular all, platform. But Thank you, bro, quick. for having me on. I appreciate you and want to thank you uh, for having me on. Also, congratulate you for all your success. I know it's been a while since we talked. Um, yeah, bro. I'm always happy for you, running the people that know you. And yeah, just, uh, yeah. I can see that where you at right now. Man, I appreciate it, dog, man. I appreciate it, man. And um, like I said, man, a lot of people been hitting me up about Man, the things I'm doing now, man, as far as the media world, like I said, I uh, always want to do it, but it was a tough trying to figure out the lane and how to get into it and um, right. how do I how do I get the, the broadcast and then all the other stuff I'm doing, man. And I was like, man, it's, it's been crazy, bro. And uh, through the grace of God, bro, playing football has gave me the opportunity to do a lot of these things, man. So, but, but this thing about our Terps, man, about you, man, and uh, right. the former player, man, I know you were watching the Terps, like, daughter dude's blowing it up right now. <laughs> Definitely, man, definitely. But I'm, I'm going to get into my first few questions with you, man. First of all, how you been, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm out here in Las Vegas. I moved out here uh, about four months ago. I signed with the indoor football team, the uh, Las Vegas Nighthawks, uh, to okay. play there. Um, there I got to play with um, guys like Matt Elam from Florida, uh, Robert Kimdichie, guys like that were out there while trying to – well, some guys came from the Whoa. XFL. Robert Kimdichie's there? Yeah, he was. They, we actually kind of released him because he had, had a little situation, a funny story. Uh, he was driving a golf cart around the apartments, and, and then coaches had him. They had let him go because of that. Bro, what is going on with this guy, bro? Like, first, I mean, he's a good not. dude. Rob a good dude. Big Rob a good dude. He like to have fun, but he just like you know he he he's him. You know he you know Rob. You know yeah, so, like, Rob I likes like, having a good time. Because I know he was in the USFL a little bit, bro. Because I know he's playing with the Michigan Panthers, bro. And uh, because yeah. I played for the uh the Stallions, and right. um. I was like, man, I heard Robert was there. I was like, oh, Rob did that? I thought he was with the Dolphins. It's like, nah, they cut him a long time ago. I'm like, oh, man, I don't be keeping up. Then they found he was in Detroit with the um, Michigan Panthers. I'm like, oh, that's cool, bro. We get to play against him, bro. I ain't seen him since the Unnam All-American game in high school. So I've been trying to get my hands with this guy. And um, (laughs) he gets cut again. Because I see another dude wearing number 90. He big, too, bro. He looked like Robert, bro. And um, 
I'm sitting there. He used to play for the uh, Rams, I think. And I was yeah. just saying, because I said his Instagram, I said, that don't look like Robert Kadichi. That's like yeah. a new number 90 now. I'm like, yeah. who is this guy? What happened to Robert? Everybody, oh, he got cut. I was like, come on, bro. Where is this dude doing out yeah. here, bro? Like, it yeah. is crazy. So he, he, really, he good dude. He just has his ways about him. Like, that was my roommate for a little bit when we traveled on the road. Good dude, but, like, he has his ways. But, like I said, he's good dude. We all going through our own stuff to try to get to where we need to get at. So it's all love with him, like, for sure. And, man, do you think, being released is the is a helpful way to get back where y'all trying to go. No, I, I think I think I mean for me personally, I, I I mean NFL. I'm 29. I just turned 29 what two weeks ago, so I know the NFL is kind of the window probably shut. But like to play in these little leagues like the XFL, USFL, hearing about the merger, it's always an opportunity because players can play. We're not too old, but we're not too young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now in transition, like, doing stuff like you're doing yeah. outside of football to, you know, create um, that generational wealth because that's what we yeah. all want to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you say little leagues, man. USFL, XFL ain't no little leagues. No, league. I mean, people, it's not the NFL. It's not the NFL. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not, no disrespect to them. For sure. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you because I mean, you talking about the USFL <laughs> champion over here. You talking about McGiddy up out here, but goo, you know what I mean? Alex Magoo put it on for us last year. Now he with the nah, back. He a dog. He a dog. You guys got yeah. some dogs there for sure. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, man. And um, they trying to get a get, get me to come back there, man. And um, and I told him I, I'm willing to do it. It, it just got to make sense for me. One and two that um, I just got to see where I'm at with this with this media world right now because it's pretty mo- it's kind of moving pretty fast. And I wasn't expecting to move this fast. It was like right. once you got your foot in, it was like it started coming. It started right, coming. Right. I was like, God, man, like. I don't know if I'm better come back, bro. Like, right. I mean, I'm, I'm having so many more opportunities, man. And um, I, it, it's a lot, bro. And I, I can share with you off the off the screen. But uh, I got so much uh, other opportunities. Like, man, I don't know what I want to do. But um, it's the best way to be when you have a lot of opportunities rather than oh, yeah. have none. You know what I mean? So, so man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna backtrack a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about back when you was a third man, back at 13, man. We're going to, to – man, walk me through – uh, the first few years of Maryland, Mike, I know you experienced a little injuries. We did together, actually. Yeah, we, we with the shoulders, bro. Over the shoulders, bro. <laughs> just, just talk about, man. Just the, just the coaching and the, the culture of Maryland back then, bro. All right. So when we first came in here, uh, I came in a semester before you did because you had to go to uh, uh, Fort Union, right? And yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we, I came in a semester before you did. Shoulder injury, red shirt did that year. I was mad, boy. I was like, man, I didn't want to register. I feel like I was better than all those guys. But it was a learning experience, you know, being in front of Quentin Jefferson, uh, Darius Kilgo, who two guys played the NFL, Dre Monroe, a sack leader, like dogs like that. So I knew I wasn't – in my head I was ready, but – in my heart I was ready, but in my head I really wasn't ready. But, yeah. Like, so I'm like, I need that year to go ahead and grow. Um, I think we, that year we made it to the military bowl. And then I think you came that spring, and then you had to have your shoulder injury. I started covering. Yep. Um, so 14 came in and played, but came in um, to come in to try to compete. Didn't really get a spot. They had uh, it was me and Malik Jones. Uh, Malik was in our class, yeah, um, yeah. Baltimore, and um, we were trying to fight for that spot with Spencer Myers, a violent wrestler. And we were hot. You like, <laughs> recruited us. He was in our living room. And yeah. You bring in a, a, a wrestler that never wrestler. Was from high school? Like, come on, man. Like, he had his hands in his stance like this wide. Yeah. Has, no disrespect to Spencer. He has duck shoes on, tongue hanging out with Oh, my God. <laughs> bro, I remember those days, bro. That dude, bro, yeah. he just looked at, like, like, that correlated, bro. The exactly, he looked like bro. a big, strong wrestler running around That's just tackling people, bro. That's what like, I'm saying. And so then 15 came around. Um, that's when I started playing. That was my kind of my introduction to college football throughout the rest of sophomore. 
was in the rotation with David Shaw was competing for that nose spot. And then David got an elbow injury. So that was me and Zuby, uh, Zuby K, you can do. And we were just manning that rose, uh, that nose spot along with Quinn and um, Yannick and Jesse on the edge and Roman. Um, and we had a good year. We had good defense that year. We had, we had a lot of teams under 100 yards rushing. And, is that um, is that the year that we went to the Foster Farmer Bowl? No, that was the year we went to um where we went three and nine. I got we got at Sophia. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never forget that day. We were playing yeah. Ohio State. Esso brought his whole family there. I'm like, bro, everybody on this pamphlet said Esso, 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 like something going down. And we sitting here watching. I think part of the interruption on TV. And they're talking about Randy Edsel might get fired after the Ohio State game. We're all looking around like, like what's going on? Like, find out. What was going to find yeah, out this? We're going to find out. And he wasn't even wearing a Maryland polo on the airplane. He had an Under Armour Navy blue joint on. I'm like, bro, he, not, he, not, he knows he's out of here after this. So we played good against Ohio State. We had a good team. Uh, I think DJ Moore scored his first touchdown his career that year uh, of a deep ball uh, to Perry Hills. I think it was like single high safety. And, and DJ, you know, DJ did his thing. And yeah. we, we played good with Hell Zeke, I think under 100 yards. It just we fell apart in the second half. But yeah, that was like, my I, I think that wasn't it yet. That's I mean, we probably played over. I probably played the same thing over and over. So it got to get it kind of get redundant. But uh, right. was that the year that we were all white on the road to the horseshoe? Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. we was up, we was down, we was a 14 14 or 14 13 going to halftime. Yeah, yeah, and it was like yeah. almost a tie ball. Yeah. Okay, we came back yeah. and then broke that long run. Kind of half. You told me, you told me <laughs> we had an old line man, I think his name was Evan Maroney. And he was like, you some corny stuff. You can't do that, Joey Bosa. Like some corny <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro. I got to tell you, bro. It's been, it was to be tough, bro, going on the road and playing in the horseshoe, bro. Or going on the road and playing against Iowa, bro. Those used yeah. to be the toughest teams playing on the road, bro. And Wisconsin. Those yeah. two, bro, they used to be tough, bro. Like, I, I never yeah. forget, bro, the, the 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 jump around that Wisconsin did before the fourth yeah, quarter, yeah. bro. That was my first time being there, like, at 14, bro. And yeah. just watching – just watching the my helmet on the bench shake all the way down the down yeah. the bench, and I was just sitting here like, bro, what is going on, bro? Like y'all right. clearly beating the, beating everything out of us, bro. Like, right. bro, yes, we the Terps, we losing right now. Like, why do y'all got to play the jump around, bro? We get it, bro. Y'all already won, bro. Yeah, like, really, that's what they had Melvin Gordon. I think that was fourteen when they had Melvin Gordon. Yes, and every time you yeah. score, they pulled up the Melvin moment. Melvin yeah. moment. Yeah. I was just like. Yeah. Bro, bro, he's having a day. Forget a moment. It's, he's having a day on us right yeah, now, bro. Exactly. A year. Bro, like <laughs> it's crazy. And to see Melvin Rubber Gordon's like a practice squad player now. It's like, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy like, how that stuff works, man. Bro, like, it's crazy, bro. It's I was crazy. like, man, to see that he's a practice squad guy now. I'm like, man, bro, he used to be a dog. Not yeah. saying he's not a dog, he still is a yeah. dog. It's just that NFL puts you in situations and certain things just gotta work a certain way to make right. sure it pop out this way. So I mean, he'll get his opportunity again, man. And I'm just looking at like people like guys like Kareem Hunt for the Browns yeah. and stuff like that, man. It's just he was a dog for the Browns, and now he's a backup guy. Like, right. you know what I mean? And it's right. like, is he trash? Mm, don't think so. I just right. think that at franchises have their times with players, and then after that, they see other things and other players, and now you just become another guy. But you right. like, but as we see, Kareem Hunt is is used for certain situations, like running that ball in on fourth down or stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. I mean, it's crazy, bro. But uh. Back to the Terps, man. Like those years was crazy, bro. Like, like you yeah. said, you brought up a good point about that time, like when Etta was getting fired, bro. We had like a lot of turmoil, bro. Like I, I wouldn't say that year. Every single year, it felt like Every it was single. always something new with the Terps. Like, when are we gonna catch a break and actually just start to win, bro? Like it's like, bro, we doing all we recruiting all these good guys, bro. Not saying we have five stars like them boys got now, but. Right. We got 
good enough guys, bro. We had good enough guys to win. We, we played play. with a lot of NFL guys. Like, that's what people. I was like, about to say that we had a lot of draft picks, bro. Right. Like and not and, even draft picks. Like you look at guys like like Josh Woods. Josh Woods wasn't really a guy here. He's still in the NFL. He wasn't yeah. a draft pick. Like he was a mini camp invite that took advantage of the opportunity, and now look at him. He's having what six, seven year career, and he's yeah. still playing. And, I and, him, and he's a and he's a captain for the Cardinals. Hey, exactly, and, and he's, he's a captain, bro. So like that's, that's big time, bro. So I mean, we producing out the talent, whether it was draft picks or there was five stars or two stars. We still producing the talent every year, and it's just yeah. like, well, why don't we win with all this talent, bro? Like, it's Sean Davis, Will Likely. We had all these dudes, bro, that play on the, on, on the next level. Sean actually played with me in Pittsburgh. He was there before I got there. When I got drafted, I was like, oh, well, we back again. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that was cool, but. I was just like, man, bro, like it, it seems that the Turks always struggle to, to put it all together. Either yeah. we start off slow and then we catch fire and don't finish, or we just get blown out off the jump. You know what I mean? And it was just like And I thought bro. we had bad luck because going to like um transition to forward after 15, 16 was my breakout year. Uh I actually had another shoulder injury. I got my first career sack against Iowa and I, I tore my leg room. Uh and then I played through it the whole season. This uh Durkin got hired. DJ Durkin got hired that year and uh the Durkin I was moment. <laughs> DJ Durkin, that guy. And like I, I respect him. Like people always ask me, what you think about Dirk? You know, I like Coach Durkin. He gave me opportunity. He believed in me to be his star in those tackle. Like, that was my first year as a starter, um, full-time starter. And I had my best year. But you know, Dirk has his ways. I have my ways too. I'm not perfect. So I mean, you gotta take time of the situation and reflect as a man. But um, I appreciate Coach Durkin because he gave me the opportunity and I ran with it. I had what 41 tackles that year, I think three yep. sacks and 12 and a half, 11 and a half tackles for loss. And I was like second on the team behind Jesse that you were tackled for loss. And that year I graded out at 82 by Pro Football Focus. And um was one of the top U linemen and coming into 2017 in the Big Ten. Um, so I, it was really a blessing. Like I was like, man, like we, we had a good year. We beat Michigan State that year. We haven't beat Michigan State in a while before that. Um we hung with Penn State, lost to them. We started off four or five and 0 four and 0 or something like that. And then yep. everything kind of came crashing down once we lost to Penn State, and then Will got injured that year towards ACL against Minnesota. And yep. that hurt us to be having nickel. Uh, you know, that's the right ball. Uh, 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 Will, Will, Will. That's when Will got hurt on a on a on a kick return, right? Yeah, against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. were hanging with Minnesota. We did well against Minnesota, but that that sucked the life out of the whole team when he got hurt. Like, you could bro, it, it felt like, bro, we had so many games that if we looked at our calendar, bro, looked at our schedule, bro, that we could already say that that was a win. But I gotta yeah. give it to PJ yeah. Fleck. PJ Fleck was a hell of a a hell of a coach. Yeah, and he coached Minnesota well to bring those guys from a losing program to okay, a decent program that could beat right. guys like Maryland. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but for us, it's like we had pride about ourselves. Like we supposed to definitely beat guys like that, bro. There's no way we supposed to let guys off the hook like Minnesota, Rutgers, or anybody yeah. like that off the yeah. hook. Illinois, yeah. all those guys supposed to be the, supposed to filter us, bro. Yeah, it's always we always gave those guys games, and then when it came down the stretch, we had penalties, we had all these unforced errors to make us lose a game, unforced right. passes, interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Pressure in his face from the O line, including myself. Sometimes now, I ain't give up a lot of pressures, but no, he did it. I ain't even give a lot of pressures. No, I, I just remember. I just remember one pressure that sticks with me forever, bro. It's the one I gave up that freaking sack against Nick Bosa, bro. I know on the road, the know first third down, bro. That's bro. I still talk about that, bro. Yeah, that's one moment I will never forget. Yes, I was like bro. you had a hell of a game. He was like, you had a hell of a game. That's Nick Bosa, but you like, nah, I'm Derrick Gray. I'm that guy too. I'm like, bro, I ain't supposed to do that, like, bro. I, I I was just like, bro, like, how did I let that happen, bro? But I know going into that week, bro, it was like a 
it was a silent case. We was doing the look at the ball thing. Yeah. And when he when we was going to snap the ball, you can't hear it. I'm looking. And as soon the ball snapped, I snapped my head around. He was all on my hip. I was like, whoa, is he all yeah. sides? Whoa, what's going on? Like, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. But I'm like, bro, but at that point, I was like, I had to use my athletic ability to at least just try to run him around, which he didn't hit the court, but he just was able to use his face and tip, and tip yeah. the ball. And then I think they linebacker, um, I don't know, number linebacker, number 17 or whoever. Oh, that's Jerome Baker. Jordan Baker, number 17, yeah. picked it up and scored. Yeah, yeah. I think he that's one of the now. Dolphins now. Yep, yeah. scored yeah. actually yesterday. He yeah. picked it up and did exactly what he did against us. So uh, yeah. it was crazy, bro. But, man, you want fast forward, bro. Like, the Maryland career was, like I said, once again, you sported a son about Dirk. And, man, Dirk was a hell of a coach, man. Yeah. He's um, – Sometimes he came, he came off misunderstood, right? Things like that, and I didn't understand him his first round, round his first round, first go round. But yeah. then I started to understand him his second go round, bro. And as under understand, like meaning by a second year, I started to understand what 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 do he just like? Every man has his ways. Every right. man has things that they like and dislike. And I feel like Dirk can just like certain things. So Dirk right. just like a nasty player. Dirk just like a person that just had that. I don't give a beep. Yeah. And just go yeah. out there and do your stuff. You're going to make yeah. a mistake. Yes, he don't care about a mistake. All he cares about is just playing freaking relentless, bro. And that's something. That, and that's one thing Dirk can just preach is relentless effort, bro. Just go borderline to crazy out there, bro, yeah. and go make a play. And uh, sure. as I re- as I realized that, I was like, well, if I want to be the Champions Club, I just got to go extra hard. Yeah. Whether yeah. I lose or not, whether I lose the race or not, just showing, ah, slipping and falling, getting up. It, it, it's almost like a mindset thing. And, sure. and, reason, and, and, and you don't understand it until you get to the NFL when you see some, some of the guys and how hard they play and how hard they, hard they train. And, 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 and on that level, you know, you got to be self-motivated because you don't have a lot yeah. of motivation from a coach. You don't have a lot of motivation from anybody. You got to yeah. want it for yourself because if not, you just won't be there. And I'm not yeah. saying because of you, but sometimes you won't be there because other reasons like, you know I'm saying, um, money and free agency and all that. Of course, that comes to play, but it starts with you first, man. You won't be there if you're not, and I'm saying, giving all the effort you need. And um, those guys set you up for that, man. When I see the workouts, when we had the workouts in Pittsburgh, it's like they gave you a little piece of paper, and it was like maybe had like four things on it. And it's like, man, this ain't nothing. I'd be done with exactly. this in 10, 15 minutes. And it's like, well, you can do that, or you can sit around and do something that you know you need work on. Well, my sure. my, my, my right knees to hurt. Okay, well, let me go do some uh, TKEs, or let me, you know what I'm saying, do some pit shock or somebody that is stripping my legs up even stronger, even though on here I only had four workouts that I already completed in 15 minutes. Right. But the league ain't dead to beat you down. You have some programs that was dead, that, that was dead to beat you down, but the, that wasn't that. So – Maryland prepared us for that, but it, he sometimes I think he did a poor job communicating how he wanted exactly. that. And it's that was the hardest part. Communication is so super important. Every every everything that we do, like um, I feel like Dirk, like how you say, he, his message was always good. His message. Sometimes you gotta listen to what the person's saying, not necessarily how they're saying it. Yeah. As an adult, like four or five years ago, I wouldn't. You couldn't tell me nothing. I'm not gonna hear that. Now as a no, I see what he was saying, like how he just wants to sell out. Sell out, go hard, because at the end of the day, mistakes will happen in football. You can't yeah. control somebody going to get beat. We played a lot of Marion coverage at Maryland. We blitz a lot. Sometimes they're going to catch a hot. You're going to miss a running back in the flat. So what? If you can make up with it, we all rushing the quarterback, me, Saban, going after the quarterback super hard, forget the technique, doing what we got to do to go there. Because you look at those Florida teams, like even talking to Elon, Matt Elon played for Coach Dirk, and he was like, that's all Dirk really cared about, the special teams. He's going to go really hard. And because he was special teams linebacker coach at the time. Yep. 
it was like you'll go really hard and, and then everything will take care of itself. So I feel like Dirk's a great coach. I mean, looking at it now, I mean, if I see him right now, I'll, I'll th thank him. You know, he gave me the opportunity. I wouldn't have probably got the NFL boards for him. Like, yeah, that, for sure. That 2015 year saved me. Like, that was my, my year. My 17 was a up and down year. I had injuries. Uh, we beat Texas that year. Uh, you bought the field goal. <laughs> Let me get that. I mean, Let me get that. that. You bought the field goal. That's crazy, bro. We Texas lost season. We said we we're going to beat them. And we going to make Tom, ruin Tom Herman's debut. And we did that. It's just we couldn't stay healthy. Jesse broke his leg that year, our best edge rusher. Uh, we had Kasim uh, towards ACL. And then Piggy got hurt against UCF. And then it was just we had third string quarterback. Max was good. But he wasn't ready at that time to play. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. we set up to have a good team. We should have won probably eight, nine games that year. Oh, 100 percent. Once again, yeah. it's always the schedule come out of here. You're like, that's a win, that's a win. Yep. Okay, everybody yep. be allowed. But that's a win. And it was like all the ones we said we was gonna win, we end up losing. It was like the ones we said we were gonna lose, we end up get making it a game and it could have been 50-50. Right. Was that I think that was the year where we played Ohio. What year was that Ohio State? I don't think he was there. The Ohio State year when we uh Piggy was a QB and we almost beat Ohio well, that, State. In a, in a, that was the year after. Yeah, that's I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah that was my that was my fifth year. Uh, that was, fifth year. year. It was my fifth yeah. year. Yeah, that's uh -huh. like 2018. Yep. So yep. and that's when um we almost beat Ohio State that year when we had the all red on. I was like, bro, we gonna yep. beat the boy, bro. Like you know, I said, me had me and Damien up there, man, and uh we led Brandon the charge Moore. that year, Brendan Moore, and I was like, bro, like we put the old line out back, and it was like, bro, this is gonna be our game, bro. Ant Mac in the backfield, and I was like, Aunt bro, balling that game, balling, bro, balling, <laughs> bro, and I was like, bro, we supposed to beat them guys, but it's crazy, bro. So we're gonna move it to like, man, you moved on to the Texas, bro. How was your experience like with the Texas, man, and and man. being in the league? Man, being in Houston was amazing. You know, Houston's a, a great city. I loved it. Love the city of Houston. Uh, love the fans there. Uh, still got my wristband, the Battle Red, my low kai wristband. So okay. Um, you know, it's great playing with guys like JJ Watt. Um, that was my favorite player growing up. Everybody, D-line may want to be Watt, you know. So yeah, like, being rocking with him and, and JD and Clowney. Um, who else? Whitney Merciless. We had guys uh, Zach Cunningham, Bernard McKinney. Zach Honey, played with me at Tennessee. That's crazy. Okay, Honey Badger, um, Brandon Dunn, Angela Blackson, Carlos Watkins. We had we had a good D-line. We had Kevin Johnson at corner, uh, Kareem Jackson, and uh, Jonathan Joseph. So it was like good defensive group. Watson and uh, um, Hop on offense and. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot our running back, but we had a good running back from Miami. His name was John Blank for me right now. Mm. But uh, but we had, a lot, we had a good team. It was a blessing being there. You know, it was a short stint, you know, but it was happy to get my career started. Um, and I got a sack against the Cowboys. So, I mean, my parents' favorite team. So, happy to be in that situation. And then, uh, obviously, from there, I moved on to the CFL for about four years, playing the CFL up in Canada, making a little career up there. Okay, how how was the transition from the NFL to CFL? Because I know the the gameplay itself is a, is a bit different. Yeah. And so so just talk about a little bit of how just for, for being in the trenches, bro. How the line of scrimmage are not close. They're they're, they're like a yard apart. Yeah. Like, so like why, why do they, why do why do they do that? I don't know what the ruling is. Why they do that? The yard off the ball. It doesn't make it. Doesn't, I never understood why. For me, it really helps your get off. You know, I like getting off the rock. That's my yeah. game. I like playing, being up the field, so it fit my game more. But and all honestly, the competition level, with all due respect to the guys out there, there's some good players out there. But the interior line not gonna be that good because they're all Canadian. So when I got up there, um, they looking at me like I'm Aaron Donald, and I'm like, I'm a good player. Don't get me wrong, I'm confident in my ability, but I'm like, I'm not the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. at me like, man, you, oh, man, you're really nice. Like, how come you didn't play five years in the NFL? I'm like, you know, you know, it's out of my circumstances. But like, there's some good ball players out there. Some tackles are good and things like that, but. 
Um, and there's all good defensive players, but it's a totally different game. You see like what Miami's doing now with the orbit motion and things of that nature. That's what the CFL, they got that from the CFL. Like, yeah. so that's all, all the natural movements of the, of the rotation of, of, of Tyreek Hill getting that natural waggle. That's yeah. CFL stuff. Receivers get a running start. Yeah, so I, see the I, I, lo- I love. I love that that the fact that he'll come in motion, like he's about to run mm-hmm. around. That he'll stop and do, do like a basic flat out the backfield. Yeah, so he'll, he'll come from the far right, runs behind the quarterback instead of him running across. He just come back the same way. Right, and feel like about the backfield. Right, exactly. that's, dope. That's, that's a dope play. It, it is awesome. It's awesome. Like I feel like it helps make the game exciting. Because one thing I say about the CFL game, I actually enjoy the CFL game a little bit more than the NFL game because special teams matters. And the CFL, you have to return. There's no fair catch. They have like a five yard halo that goes over your head. So like you see guys like, oh, coming back on special team, receive they you had to catch the ball. You can't fair catch it, you gotta return it. So especially <laughs> that's on punt too. Punt, kickoff, and oh if you don't if you miss field goal, if you don't return, it's a point. Oh my goodness, bro. So it's a so, crazy game. So, so wait a minute, like what if they don't get no blocks on the on a punt return? Like, and he still has to catch that. His eyes gonna get real big. He gonna look like remember that old line coach we had, Coach Boris. He gonna like <laughs> when he returns the ball, his eyes gonna get big. Oh, bro, bro, no way, bro, no way. You gonna pay me any money to get back there, bro? Exactly. With no fair catch, and exactly. or you get like a five yard halo. So he gonna get down there. Like, he got dudes like another Maryland guy, Javon Leak. Javon Leak broke all the that. records at Toronto right now as a return specialist. That's really all he does. He's just a return specialist. Like he'll get a couple of snaps here and there running back, but watching the game. Like they pay pay him good money just to return kicks. Mario Alford, another guy we played at West Virginia, he's just a return specialist. Like so, like, you really be on the roster. Like you know, in the NFL, you're just a special teams guy. In the CFL, you really on the roster. You're just a return guy. You're not playing receiver like that. Maybe a gadget player here and there, but you're just a return guy, and you, you're gonna do that. Wow, that's crazy. I decided to come across Leak Page, man. I seen Leak doing a doing a big for the return of game, man, and it looked like he's had a fun thing. He returned full so far this year, man, and uh, yeah. That, and he got, all, a great, he got a championship. He won the championship last year. Yeah, I seen that. A great cup or great. something like that, right? Yeah, man, great like, that's, that's that's dope, dog. That's dope, man. And uh, like, how's the coaching style up there? Like, how how they teach a technique opposed to down here in American football? It's a lot like college. I say, like the CFL in general is a lot like college. Like a regular day is like seven a.m. to two p.m. and you're done for the rest of the day. Like it's almost like an hour, like a rule constraint. You're not going to practice much in pads during the season. Camp. It's going to be pretty easy. I mean, the hardest camp I had was last year when I was with Edmonton with the Elks, uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones used to be with the Bears, with the Browns, I'm sorry. And he's like a legendary CFL coach. Like, he's Belichick up there. He's a GM. He's the head coach. And he's a defense coordinator. So, like, Damn. he's more strict. He likes his stuff done the way he wants it. But he likes athletes. Kind of similar like Durkin, where play hard as you can. Everything else will take care of itself. But that's how it was there. They really don't coach technique. They expect you to learn techno technique. Now, if you're a Canadian draft pick, they're gonna teach you technique because you're you're a homegrown talent. Americans, we can get a guy from the University of Washington next year that wants to come up to play football if he got cut from the NFL. So it kind of looks at you like if you can't get it naturally, we'll find somebody else that can do it. So it's almost worse than the NFL, I'd say. Wow. But like, I got cut last year from Edmonton. I had a I had a concussion. I got card off the field. They cut my helmet off. I was like Demar Hamlin, almost died on the field, and they cut me after that. And mind you, our assistant GM is your assignment. He went to Maryland. So he was telling me to blow down on everything. Like, hey, we you good? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. But they cut your face mask off. Yeah, who, you face mask. who did you get hit by? I hit somebody. So it was me and another DM. You probably heard of him named Matthew Thomas. Uh, he played at Florida State. Florida State? 
Wow, yeah. I've been oh no, don't forget that thought. I've been mm-hmm. looking for Matthew. Matthew plays safety for a safety slash linebacker in the under yeah. American game for the black team on Kadichi's team. I've been yeah. like, what happened to that safety slash linebacker that wore number six in the game that was supposed yeah. to be the top linebacker that was going to Florida State? What happened to him? And yeah. you just mentioned his name. I've been talking about him for years, bro. He was a dog, yeah. bro. Yeah, he's he still a dog. dog. He was playing DN out in Canada. DN? He yeah, went from safety to linebacker to DN? Yeah, yeah. He played DN out of Canada. He wasn't even a middle linebacker. He was like an outside slash. Uh, like, he was more like a – remember Marcus Allen? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, Mar- he was more like a safety like Marcus Allen, but like they like to drop him in the box slightly exactly. just to play the run. He basically he was a thumper. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So that's how I looked yeah. at Matthew Thomas, how he played him in the Anama game back in the day. And he told me I'm back in 2013. But, man, we brought his name. It's like, boop, boop, boop. Right uh-huh. I'm like, bro, I remember him. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. But you yeah. said, you and Matthew Thomas. What happened on that play? So we made a tackle. They like a, like a, like a shovel pass on it. And I like had I was at nose. And I had my set, like had his head locked out, came back, doored it. And me and Matt came and collided. And, and we both hit each other. We knocked it up. But it was um, the quarterback, uh, Tommy Stevens. From, okay. uh, I think he went to Mississippi State, or yeah, he, went to, so he, yeah. Uh, he was yeah, he was on Calgary. We played Calgary that preseason game, so then I got, and then I went to sleep. I looking up, why is everybody looking at me like that? And they're like, "Where are you at?" They said, "I'm, like, I'm good. I'm in Edmonton, bro." At that time, I was uh 27, going 28. I'm like, "Don't ask me that." Like, okay, we're taking the hospital, all that. So it was a little scary, but you know, I, I'm from Florida, so we done see some crazy stuff. And Nigerian, so you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I was like, okay, cool, it is what it is. So I say that night in the hospital, and then the game before we were about to play BC at the team they're traveling, doing ahead. Uh, G Roy comes like, oh, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what's up? He's like, we're gonna release you. I was like, wait, why? And he was like, uh, we're gonna bring you back X, Y, and Z, all that stuff. But that business up there is a little bit janky. How they do stuff is not the best way, but I mean, it's what it is. I appreciate it up there. I got plenty close locks on up there too, Kai. Um, he was out there, so it was cool playing with him and a lot of other guys. I got reconnect with James Wilder was there, the running back from Florida yeah, State. Yeah, from Florida State. Yep. Yeah, um, I heard so, he's like a king up there, James Wilder. Yeah, he's, he's a god up there. He's been, he's been, he's been, he got his fitness stuff. He's doing Wilder, Wilder sports performance. He's doing that stuff, so it's good to see him. Um, and then we got there's a D lineman. They're probably the best D lineman I ever played with. His name is Jake Ceresna, but he never been in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for a little bit, but many can't die, but dog, he's a dog. Plays like JJ Watt, but he's he's a king up there too. But he's a guy I think he should be in the NFL because he can rush from the end and inside. Uh, his wow. name Jake. Yeah. Wow. Got to yeah. look into that guy. Get that guy on my other show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. There's a lot of guys, man. Another show. guy, good guy. He played with Durkin too. He, uh, he he's an editor right now. AC Leonard. AC Leonard. He played in the Under Armour game. I don't know if you remember that game of Carlos Williams, the safety. He 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 lit up a tight end. That was AC. Man. AC AC playing DN though now. AC been playing DN for eleven years. He got ten sacks damn near every year. Bro, it's a title up there in Canada. Bro, That's definitely. crazy, man. Do you still re- do you still on this topic, man? Do you still like reconnect with some of the guys up in Maryland, man? Like some of the guys that you still talk to some of the guys, like say, oh yeah, yeah everybody so like I, that. I, I, Savon called me last was the last week of my birthday to talk to Maine, uh, Denzel Conyers, um, okay. Savage, uh, all those, all those guys. You know the guys, the click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we still, we still talk to everybody and uh, uh, Zuby and all those guys. I talk to Zuby all the time, like okay. and all those guys. So uh, even Yannick, every now and then, he, he hits me up. I talk to him. I'm, yeah, I'm proud of him. Another guy, proud of him. Yeah, you know Yannick, Yana, every now and then type of guy. Yeah, yeah, here from one day. We all got family. Like, y'all got family. Yeah, got nah, family. for sure, bro. Yeah, y'all got families and stuff and businesses and like, I, it's not gonna be the same way it was, but a check in here and then, like, it's great to hear from everybody. You know. Yep. So. 
It's, man, I, I gotta make my way back up to College Park. Man, I, I see you got that nine oh four number. So you be in Jacksonville, bro? Yeah, that's you know that's my. I still keep my same number I have from, uh, from high school. So I, I, I haven't switched up. Still be in Jacksonville. Um, my parents live out there. They got their uh, pharmacy business out in McClaney, McClaney Pharmacy. So okay, um, well, yeah, you know where I'm at, baby. You know where I'm at. I'm in Duval. <laughs> You know, it's crazy because like on. this you offseason, I, I was over. with all the boys. We were talking about you, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Jawan uh, yeah. Taylor. Yeah, uh, my boy. AJ, was there too. AJ uh, that's my dog, Ryan. bro. AJ is yeah. my dog, man. They were talking about Durham. They're like, man, Durham's a funny dude. I was like, yeah, he's still funny. They're like, same Durham. I was like, good. He can't switch up. That's man. That's I was in practice, bro. That's crazy, bro. I was just with Will, Will dude named Will Richardson. He played at NC State. He was actually okay. a draft pick when I got there. Will Richardson up, and he was like, bro, I was. Uh, we actually went out. It was, on, it was a Saturday night. We was out this past weekend. And Will was there. He was like, bro, put me on the broadcasting, bro. Put me on, man. Because, yeah. Like, yeah, I just got released. And I was like, yeah, well, I was like, bro, I got you, bro. I'll show you everything that, that I did, and you can do the same. But sure. then he was like, he was telling my homeboy, he said, man, I'm always in practice, man. D used to be crazy. He's like, man, middle of practice, like, period 14. We in the nitty-gritty of practice. He'd be like, sure. man, I need, I need a shot. <laughs> I was like, bro. I was like, yeah, bro. I saw the one too, man. I was like, man, what the heck, bro? Like, y'all got to stop remembering that, bro. We, we was doing our thing out there, man. It was, it was a good time, bro. We played with another Durkin type of guy. We played with uh Urban, but that's a different subject. Oh we'll, yeah, okay. We'll okay. keep on, okay, okay. we'll keep on moving from that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we will get into our terps, our current terps, man. We talked, we gave a little bit of the background and history about. Where it came from, where this program came from, when we played, man, and uh, your experiences with the coaches and the, tr the transitions from D line coaches and things like that to now seeing our five and two Terps, man, that's blazing it, man, it's lighting it up, man, it's giving Ohio State a run for their money. It should have been a win, and of course they lost to Illinois last week, man, which should have been a win. But hey, things happen, bro. They still in a good position to be yeah. able to get everything they want, man. Which is we know they won't get a bowl game, but we aiming higher than just a bowl game. Oh, yeah. Man, how do you like? How do you like? Like when you look at the Terps now, like what? What is your thoughts about the Terps this year, man? So I always watch the game. Every time I watch the game, I always like call former players. It was Zuby Savon, uh, ask what they they think about it. So just to remind it back to the uh, Illinois game, that's a that's why I hate. It's a typical Maryland game. It's a setup game. It's a trap game before you play bye week and then you play uh, Penn State, right? Yep. So I'm like, it's a game that we could have easily won. And yep. the thing about it is that. Maryland's in a position now where they control their own destiny. And they still yep. did no matter what, but like they super control it now because yep. they can't have no slip ups now. And they got some tough tests to come up with. They got Penn State, they got Rutgers, uh, they yep. still got Michigan, you know, so they got a lot of teams that's tough. They, they, they can win now, they can really make a statement. The thing about Maryland, they need to make this jump. They need to make this jump to go ahead and show that they're respecting the Big Ten East. It can't be no more. Maryland, eight and four wouldn't be a good year for Maryland this year. I'll say I'll be disappointed as a fan. They should yep. win nine plus games. They're talented enough. Leah's a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. all the way. We had Leah when we were playing, man. What? Yeah, man, I'm, he's he's a phenomenal quarterback, bro. From his decision making, bro, his confidence back there. It's like he never gets wild back there, bro. Right. It's and like, he has command. He reminds me of his presence reminds me a little bit of CJ Brownish. Where yep. guys I mean, he's tough. He's very tough, bro. He's very yeah. tough. And he's a competitor, bro. And right. um the moment is never too big for him, bro. And it's exactly. like just give me the ball. Yes, he makes um sometimes some decisions that you're not happy with. Like yeah. last week against the uh like on homecoming against the uh the fighting line now, bro. Like late down the stretch, bro, when uh Illinois of course took the lead, I guess, at the time. And uh, mm -hmm. um 
Talia was like, it was like probably in the red zone. It's probably right there by the red zone or in the red zone. And the guy got the snap from the, in the gun. He looked around, looked around, was nothing there. He scrambled, scrambled, scrambled. Still was nothing there. Instead of him flicking out of bounds to play the next down, mm-hmm. he takes a shot and puts them all the way behind the chains. And you, and, and you know, late in those type of games, like that, as a D lineman like yourself, you know, oh, they gotta throw the ball now, baby. Exactly. Everybody, everybody, take your fat boy cleats off and put your running shoes on. Exactly. We gotta <laughs> rush the pass today. That the hand up, everybody, I mean, I mean, that's bro, that's probably the most uncomfortable position to be in as O line because it's like they gonna send everybody at us because they know we gotta throw the ball. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. bro, what are we gonna do, bro? It's like, well, we can't check it down real quick because we need to get a chunky yard to get into the end zone to win. And it's right. like it's a bad situation, bro. And it's like small things like that can kind of dictate the rest of the result of the game, which it did. Right. That was that's one play that stuck out with me, man. Was that big sack by Talia, man? I think ah, get rid of it, just get rid of it. The even, though line, game, even though I said game, even though I I'm communication wise, not really sure how it went, but it was a I think it was an option route. I want to say it's Prather number one, and and he threw a pick. It was a pick six. And that's, is that the one that is that is that the one that went through his hands? On yeah, but I think he was behind him, like because I think yeah. either he expected to go this way and pray yeah. like that, he threw yeah. it this way. It was Ryan and pick six, okay. just a little six, little stuff like that, where yeah. it's like either him and the receivers because they grad transfers on, on the same page, or yeah. it's Leah making maybe a bad decision. But I think yeah. he's a phenomenal quarterback. You can I win do too. And I think that honestly, I think the playmakers need to step up. To be honest, I don't think we have a typical Maryland receiving core that we've had in the past year. I think they're good players, but I'm not sold on one. I'm not sold on the Chambers kid. I like the Felton kid. He just dropped a lot of passes against Ohio State. Jay Shaw's a, a hell of a player. He's a stud. Um, the running backs are good, but it's just a receiving core. It's not like Demas. It's not like Jared. It's not like how they had last year. It's not like Copeland. It's not like even when we had back in the day with, when we had Stephon, Dion, Burn. It's not like it's not Lee. Like Marcus Lee. Yeah, but but, uh, but the difference is too the game. You got to think the game. The game of football has changed too. You got to think about every five years. It seems like the game is changing in a different way. Probably the the play style is different. What you're looking for in the team is different. Like everything is just think about how back then it was a the read option was was something new. Everyone was doing the read out. It was new, but now everybody does it. I don't think no. I don't think we had. I don't think right now in football right now it's not just a traditional pocket. Peyton Manning style. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything I is an off read option. Variation that's Texas. I was talking to Jawan Delaney. Jawan okay. Delaney's a coach at Austin PBA. He's actually, I think they played Southern Utah. So I pulled up on him on the hotel and uh, we were talking about football. I was like, bro, Warren, as a tight ends coach and this guy, who, I know Warren wants to be offensive coordinator one day. What do you think about the quarterback play? Because I said, I think the quarterback play is uh, very vanilla right now. And he's like, yeah, because he's like, nobody's really like, for instance, like, you're going to watch my night football game tonight, Brock Purdy. Rock Perry's not gonna be in gun. Said Hut, okay, everybody spread out, just dicing you, just looking yeah. guys off first, second, third option. He's gonna go hand off to McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey is it? That was a read option, and then throw the slant. It's like Ohio State offense. Yeah, like, yeah. It's Ohio State was oh, first read. First read is not. It's not first read, second. Because it looks not- like they do. Like, look, like most teams always have a run with a glance. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and a glance is usually the the the. the 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 uh the slant that's coming right behind it yeah, to get that yeah. line back of the bite down. Either slant and, um, or the screen. And because over years, man, it's been proven that that's an offense that's hard for defenses to stop because it's too much for them to handle. It's either they got to drop a coverage or they got to play the run. Which one are they going to do? And um, yeah. like I say, over the time, it, it was killing defenses, but now defenses are picking up on that now. So now right. what is going to be the next gimmick that they're going to go to? But once again, back in, but back in there, like I said, now that read option right now is, it, man, great. 
But I got to get back to the point you said about Maryland not having any playmakers, playmakers at receiver. I have to disagree with that, bro, because okay. I think Prater, I think Prater is a guy that's emerging, is becoming a guy. I mean, me and Ellis talked about that before. He said, well, Prater, uh, Ohio State, he dropped too many passes. I mean, he's he a good guy. I love Prater. He's a great player, but it's just that consistent. He, he's inconsistent. And then the next week after that, what he do in Ohio State? One hand catch the first touchdown all, all over guy. And he just right. went fire. And then you yeah. have you had the miscue between Talia and Prater. The ball goes behind him and it's an interception. So it's right. like, ah, it's like you don't, you don't, that, that stuff you can't have between those two is a connection. So it's right. not just him, it's not just Talia, it's a connection thing. That wasn't on. But then you got then you come back, Illinois game, Prater's the guy, everyone is hurt. Prater's getting the ball. Prater's getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? Prater was doing his thing. He, I mean, he was doing his thing that game. I mean, he was one yeah, of the key leaders. He was doing his thing. But, I mean, I mean, I could say that. It, Here's it, my it, question real quick for you, Derwin. And it's like, what's going on with Dytus? Dytus? I think yeah. he's hurt. I think he's hurt. He's one of the key okay. players that's hurt. He's one of the key players that's hurt he's right now. He's, he's, he's definitely a guy. He was, me and me and Ellis talked about him, too. Third in mm-hmm. line, we talked about who's your guy to go to on – Third down, when all hell is against you right now, you have no chance. Who are you going to ball to? And he said, "I'm going to Corey Dyches." Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think, and I agree, Dyches is the guy that's been reliable, that's been catching everything, and he's a guy that's key for them guys to get back this week, coming off a bad week, man. When he's talking about getting guys healthy and getting back, yeah. getting back to basics, Loxley talks about in the post game interview, getting back to basics, getting back to what got us here. And I'm saying, yes, we we don't want a two low two game losing streak, but that's not going to define us. Everything we want is still in front of us. And yeah. um, people talk about Loxley's play call and talk about that third mm-hmm. down run, a third and medium should have passed it, should have ran it. Who who knows? But once again, like me and Dante Trader talked about in a previous episode, like people, only people who understand that is people that play ball and playing yeah. ball meaning that it, it, a run and a pass could be he go either way depending on a look. Just like a defense, you call certain plays based on the look. Is he in gun? Right. Strong left, strong right, all that. So offense the same thing. If we got out number, we got a lot of numbers on the edges that we can't get there. We check with me. Let's switch this up. But if it's there and, and the run looks good and all the all the angles are there from the blocking scheme, bro, mm-hmm. that's running. But it takes yeah, what? But if we take that run, but it takes me to execute that block though. Because if right. I get smacked on my face and I get and I don't make that one on one and I don't win my one on one matchup, is that play mm-hmm. calling or was that me I execute? And right. that's kind of the things that, that Locks is hinting at in his post-game interview. Illinois didn't do anything on that third and medium that we couldn't stop. I mean, we couldn't do, we couldn't execute. It's just that we didn't execute it ourselves to give us a chance. And that's what stopped that third and medium to make it all this controversy come around. Like, boo, why do we run the ball on third and medium? Right. But with the but with this bye week, back to the point back, but this bye week, man, it's getting guys back healthy, man. It's gonna be helpful, man, going into I mean, you're going to travel to Chicago, going against a disciplined team. That's be that's be real. You know uh, what what is, what is no question three and four right now. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they three and four doesn't matter. We can't sleep on records because Illinois came into the game. What they was two and two and three or one and three or something like that, yeah. and something like that. And uh, <clears throat> they came and got a win against a team they should have they should have lost to. So right. records are out the building when it comes to this yeah. play because you're approaching right. you're approaching November. We have to win in November. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I mean, I told Dante Trader that. I know I don't think Locks got to it yet, but he's going to take conversation real soon as this month is starting to wind down and November football is starting to approach. So football. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest thing, man? The biggest advice for this team moving forward in the and to the nitty gritty of Big Ten play right now? Happy to win in November. What is the biggest advice coming off the second going into our second half of the season? Getting off this bye week. 
like you said, number one, getting healthy is what I would say. You got, you got to get healthy, get your guys back back healthy. With Maryland's always healthy. So since we've been back there, we have CJ get hurt. We'll have little injuries at quarterback, but with some bruises and things like that. But just get healthy and just take it one game at a time. I think one thing we do at Maryland a lot is that, oh, we look at this, like, oh, we got Hase coming up. Oh, we got Michigan coming up. And it's like, okay, that's cool and all, but we got to take care of business with the Northwest, the Northwesters of the world, the Minnesotas of the world, whoever the crossover teams that you're going to play against. So you got to just take it one week at a time, and those games will come. Because if you look towards those games too much, the moment might get too big. And I remember always at times being at Maryland, it made me frustrated. Like, we had a mindset, me and you and a couple other guys, Maine, DJ, of like, we're the best guys on the field. Like, 100%. we feel like we both We feel like we, all those, uh, JT Bear, all those guys, like, we feel like we're that dudes. And some guys in Maryland be like, oh, we're playing Ohio State. And my daddy always says, like, we all put our pants on the same way. So why mm -hmm. are they mad sure. you? So that's the mindset sure. I try to come in with. And I hope that those kids have the same mindset. It seems like they do. Locks, sure. They're doing and a great that, job. And, and that's, what I told, um, that's what I told Dante Trader Jr., man, the guy that's a two-sport athlete, man, is a pillar today. To, 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 yeah, to the BB room, man. And uh, yeah. I told him, him and Steele back there has been great all year, man. And it's important. It's pivotal that those guys get back healthy, man, to get those guys a chance on defense to be able to mm -hmm. stop some of those big passes, man, to not only to stop it, but mostly our leadership on the team, man, being able right. to help guys get lined up, help guys play a little more fast and hard because they got a, they got a phenomenal defense, man. I yeah. mean, with, with, with Bar Barham and what you got, uh, Bar Brown on the edge, man. Oh, you got, got, man, those guys are playing awesome, bro. Like, man, I'm yeah. saying, mom was talking about too about how they look like a Big Ten team, how they look yeah. physical. These guys Safety's playing with a lot. They look like the same as like Antoine Brooks. Like yes, big, cocky, you know what I'm saying. And that, and that's one thing I told um, Dante Trader, man, last episode. I said, man. You, that's alums, man. We super proud of you guys, man. Cause like the, the like I'm not saying what we sacrificed and what we went through, man, as far as the depth in our in our team and all the coach the hard coaching and, and the turmoil you're going up and down, injury. We did we sold out, man. We gave it all we got, man. And to finally one day wake up and say, When is enough is enough? Look at our team. We finally balling, bro. They finally getting it, bro. Locks is doing everything he wanted to do, bro. Like, which is you know what I'm saying? He wanted to come back home and he wanted to put on for his city as a coach, yeah. man. And um, this is his home team and he wanted to take pride in that, man. And uh, I think he's doing just that. And I think the guys are buying in too. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a coach to player thing, man. It's not just a coach to coach. It's everybody's buying in, man. And, um, and one thing Trader said, man, it's the leadership on this team. We have leadership, man. It's like, man, we ain't having that, bro. We ain't having that, bro. We ain't doing all this fighting on the fit, bro. We ain't having that. And he right. said, leading up to Illinois this week, it was a little bickering. It's a little stuff there, a little stuff there. And it was just like, bro, we're not having that, bro. And then what happened? They took a loss. And yeah. it's not saying that 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 that's the reason why they took the loss, but it was just the, the, the not the not jailing together during the week kind of made things a little tighter than it should have been on game day. You right. know what I'm saying? Things, things, things should have been way I, it should have been a blowout, but it, but yet the game was tighter because of small miscues. Well, we well, well, well we bickering because we don't have dietists. We bickering because Trader won't be out there, or Tahib still won't be out there. Well, it would it was never. Oh man, forget who's not gonna be out here. It's us. We out here. And let's go win. You know what I mean? Because those guys gonna get back to us soon. But let's win today, right. and um and that's kind of what he's trying to get at. And I think down the stretch, man, it's gonna be helpful for those guys as they as they continue to progress, man. And I mean, I look at their schedule over here, man, like. It, 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 it's going to be tough, man. They, I mean, it's going to be tough because it's like it's Big Ten play. And um, they and there's a lot of a lot of good teams they have coming up, man. You have um, – uh, they beat some good teams, man. Then you got Northwestern, of course. I mean, the record doesn't show. They're only three and four. Yeah. But at the same time, they've always been a disciplined team. Yeah, they've always been disciplined. 
They have Penn State coming up after that. Then you have Nebraska. Then you have Michigan. And last but least, we always have Rutgers last game of the season. I don't know why it's always that. It's always that. That was probably one of my worst games I ever played. I'll never forget uh, Jermaine. I love Maine. Uh, he blitzed the same gap as me, and I was a. It was a weird play that Coach Brumbaugh wanted us to run, and my elbow was locked out. And Maine ran to have my elbow hyperextension. So I was playing the game with one arm basically, and we got beat by Rutgers. We had uh, Bryce Brand brother. I can't remember his brother's name. That was playing quarterback, um, and it, the short to number sixteen. I just remember. Yeah, when he like, what, did he play like safety? What did he play? Safety? No, he, Bryce was his brother. He had a walk quarterback. Yeah, I remember like, the light skin yeah. one with the short haircut. Yeah, that kind of looked like, like old man. Joe. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, I and, he, and DJ was playing with a messed up ankle. We lost to Rutgers, and I'll never forget. I was like, man, this is the worst game I ever played. This is the worst game that we ever played. Because we lost to Rutgers, bro. That's when Gus Edwards was running all over us. We didn't even know who he was. Like, he was transferred from Miami. He wasn't really even on the scouting report like that. But they, they ran all over us. And I'll never forget. It was just like a big division in that locker room after that because we were like, this season probably over with. Like, yeah. And and that's the point that and that's the point that Trader's trying to avoid. He's trying to avoid the he's trying to avoid the division of the team, and he's trying to avoid man that situation situation where it's like up oh, well our season is done. And I yeah. told him, man, I told him, man, as alums once again, we super proud of you guys, man. Is this to see that y'all finally doing something that we wanted to do? We wanted to right. win. We wanted to be able to be talked about. But y'all rocking the script now. Y'all y'all bringing that retroness that that that, right. that 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 the history of Maryland back out, and y'all right. really rocking Maryland pride. And I'm saying right. y'all doing it really well, bro. Y'all got guys, man. I cannot wait to come back for the Penn State game. My flight is already booked. I'm on my way oh, back. Yeah, I'm going to a Penn State game too. Okay, for sure. then. Oh, for okay. sure. Then we all gonna connect, man. I'm gonna come down for there, sure. man. We're gonna go to we're gonna tailgate for about a, out there probably an hour or something before the game, man, and go connect uh-huh. with some of the fans, bro. We're gonna do something nice, man. We get 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 something put together, man, for us. And uh, yeah, man, I told say mom, man, we're gonna do a lot of lot of things out there with the fans, man. And uh just to reconnect and show our face because it's been a while, man, since I've been up there. It's been a while for you, I'm probably sure. Say, mom, yeah. just up there. But, I mean, hey, it's been a while since we all was up there to, together, right. man. And um, right. I think it's very important that we go reconnect, man, and show the yeah, okay. history history of Maryland, of us, and see what's going on now, man. And, um, like I said, I'm super excited for those boys, man. And um, um, uh, what is the biggest difference you see between this team now and just in previous years of Maryland? I say it will be the uh, you can tell the, the that locks is they're buying into what locks is, is preaching and whatever locks is preaching because I'm not we're not in the locker room suite we don't know but like whatever locks is message and they're buying in they believe in him and the belief in him also allows them to believe in themselves so yeah. they walk it, it's not like back in the day when we were at Maryland you have a couple guys that had that self belief I feel like it's a whole team from top to bottom, you can tell that they had their self-belief. Because even the Illinois game, there's plenty of time in the Illinois game where it could have got out of hand for Maryland, where they could have yeah. not, it could have been a bigger deficit than what just three points. They hung yeah. in, they played stuff. I, I can't hate on that loss. I hate on the loss because it's, man, it's Illinois, we should have beat them. But yeah. the way they still stuck together, I can commend them for that because it could have got out of hand, it could have folded. 100%, but man, it could have. Locks has those guys right. And Locks, we always knew Locks was a great coach. He didn't need to go to Alabama to show that. Locks has been a great coach since he was an interim yep. coach. We just yeah. didn't win the games, but like we all knew, Locks Locks is, is a great coach, he's a great leader of men, and I don't even want to say he's a great, awesome leader of men of, with color, because uh, it's different teaching coaching black young men and white young men. It's reality yeah. situation in the world yeah. we live in. But Locks yeah. is a stand-up guy for a, a men of color, especially. So. Yep, and he does a great job coaching all all colors, man. He does a great job being able to balance out the Caucasians with the black oh, guys. Yeah, sure. He does a great job with everybody, and I think. 
that's the that's the first thing of being a leader is understanding how to connect with different people from different parts of the world because everyone's been out of your coach different everybody can talk to different and, and certain people need more more guidance and more senses some people need yes. none and um he understands that and that's why this team is excelling the way they are man and it's more of a player driven thing where he can step back because guys it's a wow. mutual it's a, it's a right. mutual respect between yeah. the player and the coach thing man i think that's amazing and i say man Traveling up to Northwestern, man, it's going to be a great weekend this week, man, as they play, and I'm saying Northwestern on the road at their house, man, at 12 known kickoff, man. I'm going to be live, man. They're watching. I cannot wait. I'm not going to be there, but I'm going to be tuned on TV and yeah. all through my house, man. going to be TVs on everywhere. I know you yeah. probably see a TV back there, TV right here, TV in front of me. <laughs> I got TVs everywhere around this house, man, outside everywhere, man. And, um, um, yeah, man, I'm had this game on every, everywhere around my house, man, and, uh, I'm excited, man, to talk to some of my boys over the network, man. I believe network and tell them Terps gonna win this one, man. Terps taking this one home. Here's my question for you, Derwin. What, what do you think they finish the season out here? Um, if you had to just guess, right? Hmm. Uh, right now we're five and two. I got them beating Northwestern this weekend. I got hmm. them beating Penn State, which hmm. will be tough because Penn State's playing pretty good. So, uh. Got them beating Nebraska, which is eight. They will get them eight and two. Um, Michigan, that 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 one right there. I don't know. JJ McCarthy is playing too well right now. I'm not saying he can't be stopped, but I give that a loss if I had to be real with myself. Get that a loss, and I would give them. Um, so that's nine and three. And um, Rutgers, of course, is a win. Yeah. So, man, I mean, I I, I give them at least a ten game win season. I'm saying they get that. At least 10 games. That'll be great. That'll be really yep. good. I, I think I see the same thing. I, I don't know about Penn State. I, I got to do more research on them. I think that we can beat them. We have to win one of the big games, whether it's Penn State. We lost Ohio State already. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. You got to be one of the big three to really show that you're, we can be taken seriously in the Big Ten consistently for years to come. Well, yeah, I, get, I they. I mean, I can give them a nine and three. I can not, a nine and three record. Or I mean, they went out. I mean, of course they went out. They go ten and two. But uh. Yeah, 12 games, right? 12 games of college, yeah, right? 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, they went out, man. They go 10 and 2, but uh, uh, that Michigan game is one that's it's on the schedule. Tough, man. Man, Michigan will be friends, tough, but uh, Penn, State, Penn State is always tough, too, because it's just that border classic, man. And um, yeah, it was that we just we hate those guys, they hate us. And um, right. it's like as I look at those two teams, those are the only ones that leered me the most out of those last remaining five games. It's probably Penn State and, and Michigan. Penn State being ranked number 10 right now, and, and Michigan, of course, number two. And once again, they have an amazing quarterback play over there. Harbaugh is playing, co- coaching those yeah. guys really well. They're playing really hard, and um, they're actually just playing their style of ball, man. They're not bumping out to their competition. they beating, yeah. they beating guys the way they're supposed they, to beat guys because they're they playing. Souls. They're playing. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 McCarthy, and I see my guy Taylor Lawan say that, uh, what's his name? McCarthy? McCarthy, right? McCarthy. McCarthy is playing. Play, he needs to be in Heisman talk, and I'm gonna get Taylor Lewan on this yeah. show because I'm gonna get Taylor on this show because we when that Michigan week, I'm getting him. Jake Butt, Jake Butt is one of my guys over at Fox Sports, man, and Devin Gardner is a quarterback, one of my guys at Fox Sports, man. And, um, okay. That's like my circle right there, man. We talk all the time. Like it's like my mentor slash my homeboy. Like we, we talk, man. So let me get those guys on there. Actually, I talked to Jake, man. Correlate correlate that coming up, man. And um today, man, but uh. Man, it's Monday, man. It's the early part of the week, man. It's the week, man, where we excited, man, because 
well, the wait is over, man. Now it's, it's game preparation name and time, right. man. And it's time to get ready for Northwestern. It's time to knock out this team first to get to Penn State. You know what right. I'm saying? Not, getting this win right now will help get these guys back and, and stride and back into their and, and back into their ways of winning again. Because right now they took two losses and um, it was able for those guys, good for those guys to be able to go away, man, and get their minds away from football. As I talked to Littleton earlier, he was like, man, the bye week was good, man, to reset. I said, man, I can't wait to get you on, bro. And, and it's going to be fun, man, to talk about how to reset and what's the new mindset. Right. So, and, and that's it, man. I think that's going to be awesome. But one thing I do want to shout out, man, I want to shout out Maryland NIL store, man. Those guys are uh, doing a hell of a job getting these guys merch, getting these guys things that they can uh, brand themselves with, man, Fars clothes, hats, jerseys, all this for fans to be able to connect with those guys and be able to purchase their thing to, one, get the money in their pockets, but, two, also to sell their brand better, man, to get to look around the stadiums and see everybody with their jersey or T-shirts on. So, man, if y'all on Instagrams or all socials, please connect with Maryland NIL Store, man, and go get your favorite Terps jersey or favorite Terps shirt or whatever it is. Connect with your favorite Terps players, man, by rocking their gear. From the end of Maryland and now NIL store, and then um, there that's they that's they that's they socials, man. Make sure y'all do that. Um, but yeah, man, Kingsley, man, I just want to say, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Like, I ain't know if we're gonna you, ride man. this long, bro, but it, it, know, it was bro. fun, man. It was, man, it's it was always great reconnecting with you, Derwin. You always been a stand up guy since the day one I met you. Uh, and stay true to who you are. I appreciate you having me on. I, I let the family know I say what's up, and um, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving me this platform. And man, I appreciate it, bro. I'm going to shoot you a text off my phone in two seconds, bro. Once I end this off, man, bro, man, hey, and it's always been love, man. Love you, dog, man. Love you, man. Let's, let's connect, man. Where y'all think of this call and shoot you a text, bro. Yes, sir. Love you, man. And like I said, tell everybody, say what's up. I got you, bro. Well, that concludes another episode of Protect the Shell. That was my guy, Kingsley O'Para, former Turp player, man, a former defensive tackle standout for the Turps back in the day, man. Man, the guy was a hell of a player, man. The guy worked his tail off. He played a time in the NFL. He had his opportunity in the CFL, and now he's in the Arena Football League in Vegas. Man, I appreciate him coming on the show to talk about everything with me, from the history of Maryland, from all the things he's been through as a player, from injuries to seeing how the program has transitioned into a new spot now, a new spotlight now where a lot of fans are loving Maryland. Everyone is basically um, patting Maryland on the back for all the great things they're doing now. And we are excited as alums and as people that cover Maryland sports to see the turf finally excelling the way we knew they would. Once again, man, make sure you can tune into all the platforms to listen to this, man, and uh, this will be out. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear this episode. And uh, make sure y'all come back later in the week. Got another special guest for you guys. You know, I'm coming with that heat. Protect the shell is out, baby. <laughs>